0: Iron the Podcast. I am Tanner Hawks.
1: I'm David Short. I am Jackson O'Brien.
0: And we are ready for what is about to happen. People who have seen the title are probably a little riled up. Hmm. Because, uh, you know what? People get pretty upset when their idols are <laughs> insulted. That's Ooh, right. I said it.
1: Low Golden blow idols, everybody. To the gut. <laughs> nice one, Tanner. Podcast five. <laughs>
0: i go for the jugular. (laughs) Yeah, now everything else just won't seem as bad as my first comment. I just had to get it out. That's right. We are talking about... Here's my dilemma. (laughs) There's a problem in the church. It goes unaddressed because we're all very polite people and we want to be friends. There's this habit, if you've been a Christian for more than five minutes, you know this, that... When it comes to a certain book series, <laughs> written for children by C.S. Lewis, uh, who's an old British guy.
1: Dave, do you not see that he's a snake? He's a snake in this whole process. Yeah. If you've been a Christian for five minutes, if you've listened to some old dead British dude, like you are <laughs> setting it up. for You're so good at this. Keep going. I want to see where it goes.
0: <laughs> some uh, old dusty British professor. Anyway. There is a book series for kids called The Chronicles of Narnia. You might have heard of uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Wardrobe? <laughs> wardrobe. <The> wardrobe. <laughs> would people who aren't, like, deeply in this have heard of any other one?
1: They, the people that actually mm-hmm. care about culture would have heard of Lazy Sunday, the reflection on The Chronicles of Narnia coming out in its theatrical release. Thank you. Andy Samberg. Heard, I've never heard of it. Come on. <laughs> the chronic What Calls Anania. Lazy Sunday. Wake up in the late afternoon.
0: Call Pa Nail just to mm-hmm. see how he's doing. Hello. What
1: up, Pa? Yo, Samberg, what's cracking?
0: You thinking what I'm thinking? Anania, man, it's happening.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I've got it mixed up with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air now. Whistled for a cab. And, and when it came near, near the license plates that freshened and a dice in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would know it from Lazy Sunday. You're totally <laughs> <about that. laughs> But there's a bunch of books. Uh I don't really know the names of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: I d- I did want to ask you I wanted to ask you Tanner how many of these have you actually read
0: and like m- more than once? I have probably read and and since How many are there? How many are oh, there? Seven?
1: There's <laughs> 7. I think there's 7.
2: <laughs> this thing I want to totally tear down. I want to just it's terrible in every way.
0: I don't even know anything about it. Okay, hear me out. (laughs) I've probably read, let's say five to six of them. Okay, yeah, I can be confident of that. And I've read (laughs) at least one of them, more than (laughs) one. Was it The
2: Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe?
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my initial. For those who are about to, there's people who are about to get very upset because. As N.W.A. said in their movie, (laughs) speak a little truth and people lose their minds. Okay, so I'm about to speak a little truth. But before that, I'm going to lay out some ground rules so people hate me a little bit less. All right, let's do this. (laughs) Number one, I am not slamming Christian kids literature. This is not just like, ha ha, Christians suck at everything. No. Well, I think Christians dominate kids literature. Agreed. Mm. Disagreed. Yeah, like Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> no, but like we have nothing to be ashamed of. We write good stuff for kids. It's awesome. Mm. So just so everyone knows, I'm cool with it. Number two, I love C.S. Lewis. His books are some of my favorite books of all time. I mean, The Great Divorce is like top five in my head. Really, I love even his like Till We Have Faces. Like it's I just it's so good. What are your guys' favorite CS Lewis? The Last Battle. <laughs> Shut uh, up. The Dave, horse and his boy.
2: <laughs> Dave, stop. <laughs> Voyage of the Dawn Treaders, another classic.
1: Uh, I hate you so Silver much. Chair. Can I give can I give my can I give my can I give my spiel on Lewis? Please do. Do it. I don't I consciously choose to not read C. S. Lewis because everybody else has read C. S. Lewis for me. I don't need to waste my time – sorry, bud – reading Mere Christianity, reading pfft, Surprised by Hope or Joy or whatever the ones he wants to be surprised by. This guy is really easily amused, don't you think? Like if he – like I think he might – like C.S. Lewis could really – you could make a really good case and often win that he was one of the greatest theologians of the 20th century.
2: And people like that, you should probably read their books.
1: When, although you can make a really good case (laughs) for that, there is a ton of people like Bart, might hands down be the best theologian of the 20th century. Like, if we're actually playing this argument well, then you should read Mm. Bart. Bart, the reason we don't read Bart is because Lewis was way more accessible. But we choose not to read some of these like hammers, people that are like orthodox driven.
2: Accessibility (laughs) is part of it, though. That's a good point. That's not a negative.
1: Okay, that's fair. Accessibility does matter. But when you're writing pedantic children's books that are ter- Never mind. I won't go <laughs> Like, Lewis did a great service to the church in his writing. But I think that there's other things to read, too. Uh, uh, that's okay. my stick. Now I'm going to destroy this conversation. Good luck to you, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want another cookie, Dave. <laughs> and, and number three point I'm actually pretty rusty on my knowledge of the series. Like as has already pretty rusty as being
2: generous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's get into it. Oh. What is your experience of okay, Narnia, Dave? Point number four. <laughs> Tanner is gonna
2: <laughs> oh, Tanner know? is gonna bring the wit. He's gonna have the clever zingers oh, that everyone's gonna be like, "Ooh, good. I like that." Yes. There's going to be zero substance behind any of his arguments. I love None. this.
1: We know each other. This is so good. You're pointing None. out how to deconstruct, Tanner. That's so okay. good. I'm ready. I'm Anyways, on. Point so. number five, Dave rules. I'm on his side now. Good luck, Tanner.
2: Okay. I read them as a little kid. I read them as an older little kid. I read them as a teenager. I probably last read them three four years ago probably definitely after 20 not in and how
0: were they three four years ago oh they're great
2: i have such a liar no i have read okay i don't like i know there are lots of people there that like magician's nephew i don't really get like it i have read so he's
0: six for seven i have read all
2: of the other ones i've probably read each at least five times last battle i've probably read like 20 times
1: really you liked it that much
2: It's not even
0: a kids book. All right, (laughs) (laughs) it's barely veiled propaganda for his theological beliefs. Oh yeah, it's like, hey, I want to make these theological points. There are crazy, crazy views in there. That is a weird book. Okay, so I read the first one. I kind of missed the initial wave, which I think you have to indoctrinate super early for anyone to like these books. No, no. Like the common denominator is that people first read them when they were three. And they had no critical thinking oh. and then like it was programmed in them, so huh. I read the first one when I was like ten because I was like, "Oh, this is what Christians read, okay? so I'll do your that. critical
1: thinking was established in you when you were ten years old. Mm. Oh yeah, okay, go <laughs> on, go on.
0: <laughs> I read the Lion the Witch and Wardrobe. It was like, huh, like that wasn't that interesting, <laughs> but like, all right, And then I tried to read the other ones a uh, little a couple years later and was like. This is just bad. Like, this is just lame. Like, there's so many good books out there. Why would I read this one? Oh, and all my geez. friends, of course, are like, oh, Crocus and Ardia, Crocus and This is a great thing.
1: I can see Dave saying that to you.
0: That's total Dave. Nice one, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. All right, let's go over it in detail. Yeah. Let's please, break it into categories. Do. And to be clear, some of these arguments, listeners, You guys, a lot of you helped us a lot with the research on this one because I put this on my Facebook and you got angry. (laughs) And you gave a lot of good arguments. So, Jackson, if you could be the one to channel those, like, opinions so that they're heard.
1: I can do anything you want me to do. I'll do that.
0: Okay. Number one, world. Okay. So, we're talking world building. It's fantasy. How would you rate the world of Chronicles of Narnia? Um... Okay, so ten is Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth. One is like um, Clifford the Big Red Dog. There's a little world. You know, there's a school. He's a big red dog. There's somewhat of a world, but like it has no dimensions.
2: I would definitely, I would definitely say it's better than. If someone was trying to say it's lower than a seven, I would say no. You're just flat out wrong. I'm oh. debating. <sighs> what- I'm debating whether I should give it a seven or an eight. Dave, that's insane.
0: No. Dave, that's so wrong. No, it's not.
2: I am the biggest (laughs) fantasy nerd there is. World building is what I eat. (laughs) I know it's what you do, which is why I
0: know you're lying right now. No, I just said I wasn't. The world has, there's nothing, like, things occur in order for the plot to happen. It's like, man, I really want to teach them this moral lesson. Oh, by the way, there's a far off island in Narnia. And we need to do a journey there, and you're like, "All right, I guess that's part of the world now." Let's get on the boat. And then two books, bu- <laughs> yeah. And then two books later, they're like, "There's a missing treasure in some old ruins," and you're like, "Okay, I didn't know there was ruins in this land." You sure, know? Do you okay. know that
2: the land of Narnia is really well mapped out? And so is its name. Okay, it's it. Ar- I, I don't know how to pronounce Arkenland. Archenland is the
0: is the neighbor to the south, and below that... I am sure some hardcore fans have mapped out and Clifford the, the Big Red Dog, but no. that does not mean uh, it's an expansive uh, world. And then
2: below that is, I, again, I will butcher, it's Ah, Calor, uh, whatever. Whatever the heck it is. Too long since I've read it. <laughs> Boy, Dave, a little rusty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just understood the concept of world building. <laughs> and I think Harry Potter is probably like a 10, too.
0: Uh, Harry
2: Potter's good.
0: Yeah, it's all right. Like, Krox and Arnia, he didn't invent any languages for it, right?
1: Boo, right?
0: Uh, no, as far as I'm aware. No. Of. And, like, there's unless action is directly happening in a place, there's no tales that are sung in different parts of the land. There's no, like, lore different areas celebrate. There's no, like, really distinctive cultures mm-hmm. other than, like, the Prince Caspian people are mean... Uh, the Tamagrins. I don't know.
2: No, you should things. be you should be careful because I mean, one, you don't know what you are talking about.
1: <laughs> Two, <laughs> I like it.
2: I, I, I am I am way too rusty to bring the the heat that would destroy you. But
1: ah, Tanner, like, you are dumb. There is a, there's a comment, lot. There is a
2: lot of legends that swirl in the background of Narnia. No, there is not. Anyway. There are.
1: I am still stuck on this thing, Tanner. Where would you put Harry Potter so I can have a orientation like on the scale if clifford is one and
0: in my mind harry potter for like a young adult world maybe i would put that as a seven
1: and where would you put narnia then because you didn't rate it
0: oh i would put narnia very very low like it is just a backdrop for whatever moral lesson he wants to say it's not even a world you don't need
2: okay, so like two two uh, tanner <sighs> i have mm, you are just being flat out wrong this is
1: awesome
0: you Dave said you, seven. I said two. Let's average it as four. All right. No. Okay. You. <laughs> no that's a low I, average. That's, I, a, I refuse, that's bad math. I refuse to also, accept that grading. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Characters. I will concede this Aslan is somewhat cool. <laughs> yeah, Jesus is somewhat cool. I though. had a, somebody, cool. Matt, Matt, on the Facebook thread made a good point where. It is really hard to make a compelling Christ character in story. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I'll give that. People like Aslan. Aslan seems to be multi-layered. Aslan is a boss. Okay. I'll concede that. Any other characters that are cool? One
2: one of my all-time favorite fictional characters is Puddleglum. Who's Puddleglum? <laughs> Puddleglum is from The Silver Chair. He's like, if you took... Okay, Gandalf is the greatest of all. Nobody comes within... A mile of his shadow.
1: No, no, Dumbledore does.
2: No, Dumbledore sucks. Okay.
1: No, 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 no. So that's not fair.
2: Puddle Glum is essentially a D-powered Gandalf crossed with Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. It's fantastic. He is the most lovable guide to the children ever because he's just so miserable, so like glum about everything. But he's
0: just and get it in his name, Puddle Glum. You can Uh, hear him whispering again.
1: That's so creative.
0: But the characters are very one-dimensional. No, they're not. They all are like, you could sum them up by their one characteristic, which, I mean, okay, kids' literature, got it. But they don't really develop unless Aslan shows up and teaches them a lesson. And why the heck does Santa show up randomly <laughs> in them? I don't understand. Isn't that, that. awesome? <laughs> It's kind of awesome. (laughs) kind of really stupid.
1: What about Edmund? Edmund was pretty cool. Right, guys?
2: I like the later children better than the first group of four. Peter, Peter, Susan, Edmund, and Lucy are my least favorite of all the children in Narnia.
1: So, thank you. Again, this highlights my point of, of the sections that I read and know about, they're the sucky ones. Yep. Don't read that. No, don't read that. I'm with, no, I'm
0: with that. you, Jack. Mm. I'm with you. That's not good. Oh, that's just the wrong set of children. Oh.
1: Oh my gosh, you make a poor case right now. Tanner's a Tanner's an obscene human right now. But you're not making a good <laughs> argument. Okay, let's move on to something else because the characters are obviously great.
2: I I wait wait wait. I didn't give my grade on the characters, did I? Characters, I'd
0: probably grade five. Yes.
2: Or six.
0: <laughs> It's hard because they're a little bit like Pilgrim's Progress characters, they where like it is you meet you meet vanity and vanity is vain, and you're like, eh, eh, okay, mm. which like if that's what he's trying to do, like all right, and it's for kids, but at the same time, I mean, I just you gotta have some complex characters
2: I would disagree I would say that your growth criticism is decently valid again, a lot of them it, it is when they meet aslan that that's when they grow. Which I don't think is a negative. But I do think that while characters might not grow, they are shown to be complex or have layers to them. They're not just, oh, this is all I am, is this one thing.
0: All right, story. This one, I don't really have a problem with because, I mean, in the end, they're kids' books. Like, I don't know. That's fine. You can give story 10 if you want. No. I don't think it's a 10, but I don't have a problem
2: with it. The two stories that I love... Love, love, love in *Chronicles of Narnia* are the horse and his boy, which is a a race. Yeah, a lot of people said that it's a race to freedom story, which I really enjoy, hmm. and and it ends with a massive battle, which is awesome, and then the <laughs> and then the last battle is a fantastic. I, I give the last battle a ten out of ten. All right, so story,
0: decent. Okay, throwing a bone. Here we go. Okay, message. So this is the. Christianity, the moral lessons within Kronk's Narnia. What do you think, Dave?
2: I'm open to people other than I'm open to people other than Tanner <laughs> um, sort of <laughs> knocking it down. Off the top of my head, I throw it at a nine out of ten.
0: Okay. So you like stories that teach you like greed is bad and temptation is real and sometimes good looks like bad and bad looks like good and you know, like things that Kronk's Narnia is good at.
2: Yeah, I like those. I, I feel like you don't give it enough credit for deeper themes or questions that it brings up. Personally, I really like in uh The Horse and His Boy Um so the Horse and His Boy, and this is how rusty I am, I don't remember the names of the characters. There's a boy and his horse, who's a talking horse, and a girl and her horse who's a talking horse. And they're mm-hmm. they've been escaped they're they're on their race to freedom, right? They're escaping mm-hmm and uh, it's near the end of the book and Aslan appears but it's very different than any other time Aslan appears because he chases them and he attacks her and he wounds the girl What? and afterwards he has this conversation with the boy and the boy's like what why were you doing that And he, and he understands that Aslan was helping them mm. pushing them faster I believe but then he asks specifically like but why did you have to harm the girl and Aslan says that's like that's not for you to know. That's something with between mm-hmm. her and I, and I I've always found that question I, I've liked it.
0: That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
1: So Andrea gave some thoughts towards this, and I'm gonna read a snippet from that about the the messages that she felt were were big pieces to her. So in the line on the witch and the wardrobe, we learn about temptation, betrayal, and how Edmund. Uh, just like any other person falls prey to these sins, we see also that Aslan has a reputation of what Christ did for us, and that He died in our place because of our betrayal against Him, and how He has offered us a chance at new life.
0: I think a lot of people had good points. Yeah, Andreas was great. A lot of the comments were from parents with young kids. Right. Right. These books are being activated in their lives once again after you know years or decades of not hearing them. They're reading them through their young kids' eyes, where like their kid is like actually learning this like really cool lesson or the symbols are clicking for them. Like, wait a second. Aslan is Jesus, you know, stuff like that. Hmm. So see it. So Tolkien friend, uh, author of Lord of the Rings, friend of CS Lewis had a real problem with like the message of the Crocs and Arnia. Dave, you're kind of, you love Tolkien, but you're not really with him on this. What was his argument against CS Lewis? I, you better say it. Cause I don't even know. Well, Tolkien's big thing was, like, the allegory is too on the nose. Like, it's too Mm -hmm. didactic. Mm -hmm. It's just straight up saying, like, hey, here's what you should think about stuff. Mm -hmm. Here is a lesson I want you to learn. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, Aslan's obviously Jesus. Well, like, Tolkien's idea was you create a world, you build morality with that world. The world has, like its own ways of redemption that are like unique to that world and then if you draw things out of that like the gospel is in there but it's not as easy
2: okay i love tolkien to death he's the greatest thing ever his i don't like allegory it's on the nose okay bud you you okay here creation with god Oh, okay, he makes all his angelic beans. Oh, the most powerful of which turns evil and falls and drags <laughs> drags a bunch of the other ones with him. Okay, he goes down to Earth. How many of them? Like a third or something? Oh, and then he creates the fall of the elves. Okay, yeah, sure. Hmm. Oh, and then they capture him and they put him away for a while. And then, oh, and then they're like, okay, we're going to throw you in prison for a long time, but then we're going to let you back out on the Earth for a while longer. And it's just like... Yeah, that's it's it's kind of on the nose itself. I, I've, I've never understood
0: his big allegory bashing. No, that's fair, Dave. But I think I will say, like, you know how Christian movies, one of the problems with them is they have a sermon first, and then they put a story around it second. Like, oh, man, we right. just really want to make, like, a sermon about fatherhood, a sermon about marriage how do we make the story do that sermon? And then you could just like, you could smell it. Hmm. It didn't marinate for very long. It's just, all right, we get it. We know what all the moral lessons are.
2: Here's your, here's hmm. your problem, Tanner
0: is you don't say it's kids literature,
2: <laughs> but that's what it is. Like you can't, you can't take veggie tales and then say, Oh, the fact that veggie tales isn't as good as uh fringe or Lost, or whatever is your favorite television show, and be like, it's not as good as that. It's not as deep, and it's not as Hmm. drawn out, and the character... Yeah, but I'm not
0: telling people to watch (laughs) VeggieTales when they're 25. No, but
2: (laughs) you can say, yes, this isn't as good... Narnia isn't as good as Lord of the Rings. You want deeper, you want more world building, you want better characters, go read Lord of the Rings. But... We shouldn't just be reading one thing. Go watch VeggieTales and say, hey, this is really good. Just because it's not this adult amazing thing doesn't mean that it's not amazing children's literature, which you can still say, hey, this is really good. I don't have to say it's bad. I, I think you're being incredibly unfair. <laughs>
0: No, that's 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 a fair argument. <laughs> I think I am being unfair too. Is it mm. is it valuable to argue about something as subjective as literature?
2: I think yes, to some degree. It stop it stops where you have to, where you have to just say yeah, people like different things, and that's just how we are. Mm. But one of the, one of my favorite uh, YouTube movie critics, he has a hobby horse where he talks about. He hates when people give a pass to kids' movies. He's like, no, no, you shouldn't just say, ah, well, it's a kids' movie, so who cares if it was done well? Who cares if it was made well? He's like, no, it it still needs to be made with as much love and care and and detail as adult movies, right? Hmm. And that doesn't mean that it's on the same level, right? but that means that it is a well-made, and that's where Tanner and I differ because I think – Yes, Chronicles and Arnia are kids' books, and so they can't... There is a certain height restriction on them that, of, mm-hmm. how, of how great they can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I still think they are good. Mm-hmm. I think they are well done.
0: Yeah, that's a good way of saying it, Dave. There's part of me, Preston said it well on the Facebook thing where he just said, like, he didn't think C.S. Lewis did a lot of work that an author is supposed to do to make a good world. Yeah, you can't give kids' books a pass. Like, we should expect more from our authors. And he just felt like, I mean, he said the word lazy. I don't know if he meant it, but just like that, C.S. Lewis didn't put as much work as he could have. Last question. This one is dicey, but I think (laughs) you'll come to agree with me as you have for the rest of these questions. (laughs) Okay. I'm reading Flannery O'Connor. Have you guys Mm. ever read her?
1: I've heard of her. No.
0: Yeah, her short stories are really good. It's like not it's southern. She's from Georgia. She's a Catholic and just like really dirty stories about dirty people. They're so beautiful. Mm. But there's this argument that like a Protestant could not write the stories she writes because they're so based on incarnation and like the word has to be made flesh within with within icons within people within like the grime and dirt of life. And they're not stories that are didactic. Like as a Protestant reading them, like I want her to teach me a lesson because that's what all of our sermons do. It's just like, we're so based on like the exposition of the word that I'm just like waiting for her to teach me something and she's not. And so I'm like frustrated. Mm. (laughs) And so the argument would be a Catholic can make Lord of the Rings A Protestant can make Chronicles of Narnia. A Catholic can make a world that is like incarnated with the gospel. Like it just, it seeps into every single flower and beast and backstory. Like it's there because it's like fully embodied while a Protestant would make a fantasy book. That's all about lessons that you need to get across. Like it's exposition of the word.
1: Interesting.
0: Do you think huh. that's fair? Do Catholics mm-hmm. make better writers?
2: Um, you'd probably have to go look up a lot more examples. Maybe generalized, yes. Maybe, maybe not.
1: <laughs> I'd I'd fall there too, with my limited understanding of Catholicism. But like, s- still, some like I think that Catholics can go places that we're not allowed to. That we don't think that we're allowed to, mm. and we get um, we get stopped for a lot of reasons, but because well we have a puritan puritan tradition right the okay. abstention from the world the like culture is bad that's a part of who we are like I'll, we reject a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. but it's still a part of our dna and what has formed to whatever 21st century protestantism mm-hmm. is so good catholicism can reach spots that i think that literature needs to needs to be met
0: right and and i think go layers deeper as well, mm. like, not just spots, like, we're not allowed to go, but, like, spots, mm. we just, like, we don't even know that you could go that deep. Mm. Well, people keep saying
2: recently, in particular, like, Scorsese is a Catholic. Is yeah. Is he, like, a nominal Catholic, or is he, like, a Catholic Catholic?
0: I think he describes that he's always been on the fringe of the church, but mm. also, I think he's, like, a really well-versed Catholic, like, really has drunk deeply of... Mm -hmm. Of their ideas, yeah. And Scorsese is a good example where like Scorsese can make these gorgeous films but also like really brutal films.
2: And that, Wolf, of, Wolf of Wall Street. Well, yeah, like that, that one's a hard, that one's a hard one. <laughs> You're like, that's, that, that, that's his Mulligan. That, that's his Perlandra. That cannot, that's his Out of the Sunlit Planet. That cannot be shown in church on movie nights. And...
0: Yeah, but like even Silence. I don't know if you guys watched it, but like, yeah, yeah, I watched. Christians that. constantly complain. There's not enough Christian movies out there. Mm-hmm. Scorsese makes a gorgeous Christian movie, and nobody goes and watches it because it's too. It's not. It's not neat enough. Like, there are Mm. open-ended questions to it about the silence of God and about Mm. things that, like, Mm -hmm. we don't want to deal with. It just does not fit a Protestant mindset.
2: And Protestants have problems with you, too. and Mm.
0: They're not very
1: church-like. Dave, you're Protestant. You can't say that stuff. Sure I can.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, thanks. No, that was fun. I'm glad we got to express ourselves over this. I'm sure people have a thousand million thoughts that we have not gone over but thank you for the 73 comments (laughs) on my status no kidding oh mine were a lot of those but that was awesome that was a fun debate so thanks for everyone who was involved in that and hope you enjoyed the episode and that dave successfully harnessed your populist rage (laughs) at this elitist scum which somebody called me
1: (laughs) i saw that that was great that was great it was very fair it was very
0: great it was fantastic well i don't know I think we're good. I am Tanner Hawks. I'm David Short.
1: I'm Jackson O'Brien.